This episode of Fake Gamer Girls is sponsored by Mythcraft, a brand new tabletop role-playing game with one of the most robust character creation systems ever. If you know us, you know we love characters, we love super in-depth storytelling, and so Mythcraft is a perfect tabletop RPG for us. Stay till the end of this episode to hear a full review, and if you want to check out more, go to MythcraftRPG.com to learn more about Mythcraft or back the Kickstarter. Welcome to Fake Gamer Girls. This is the podcast that started in 1996 in Tokyo, Japan. My name is Erin. I'm Sam. I'm Josie. And what was 1996 like, you guys? Was that a good year for you? No one knows. Yeah. I was, I was in utero. Oh, that's I nice. Was, um, <laughs> I was uh, playing poker. More of a concept. You were playing poker? Yeah. Elaborate on that. I was playing poker with my boys. That's all the elaboration you're going to get. Okay. I don't understand what's confusing about that. You're right. That's on me. My bad. My bad about that one. Okay. Well, was it for you? That was a little Pokemon joke for all the Pokemon fans out there. Tell me, what are your favorite Pokemon? Each of you. Flygon! Whoa! Flygon. He's the best Pokemon. He's so chill. <laughs> Sam, what's your favorite? <laughs> I know what you're uh, going to say. Sand true. No, I thought Sand you were going to say, I thought you were going to say Turtwig. Oh yeah, Turtwig is my favorite. <laughs> Sam can't say Turtwig. It's a tree. Turtwig. It's a tree turtle. It's a pun on the word twig. But she goes, what yeah, is that? A Turtwig? It's a pun on the word twig. Turtle. A wig turtle. Turt wig. It's a tur twig, not a turt wig. (laughs) I think it's turt wig. Yeah, you're psychotic. My favorite Pokemon is probably Litwick. Um, It's Mm. like a little candle. (laughs) Why is that your favorite? He's so cute. He's just so chill and he like eats the souls of the innocent. Hey, we all gotta do that sometimes. I also really like Sableye, who's like a little purple gremlin. Just a little goblin. I do like a little goblin googly guy. Oh yeah, that guy's creepy. Uh, When Matt and I were in Japan, we actually went to like four different Pokemon centers, and I got earrings, and one of them is uh, Litwick, and then the other one is Joltik, who's like a little yellow bug. And he's super cute. Yeah, he's chill. He's pretty epic. <laughs> um, yeah, so today I'm going to do a quick uh, history on Pokemon. What's your ex- What's your exposure to Pokemon, Sam? <laughs> um, I saw the, the movie with Mewtwo. I'm going to talk um, about that. That's there's it. A lot of, there's a lot of movies with Mewtwo. We know which one but she's okay. talking about. <laughs> what, the first one? Yes. The one okay. where it, it makes you cry. Yeah. I don't remember oh, yeah, that yeah, much yeah. about it, honestly, but I remember it made me sad. Yeah, um, and I also sad. watched Aaron play Let's Go Eevee when we were roommates in college. 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, true. Um, that's also some fake gamer girls lore for you, is that we were roommates in college. That's true. Um, and Josie was still in high school. Uh, no, I was probably in, like, middle school. You guys are old. We <laughs> haven't been graduated that long. You were definitely in high school. <laughs> yeah, um, maybe. Okay. And my other exposure <laughs> is that I... I looked through the Pokemon book that my brother had when we were younger, but I've never actually cool. played any Pokemon. Josie, what's well, your- Well, I, po- I played Pokemon Go. I played a lot of Pokemon Go. Okay, that's valid. I think that's a lot of people's experience with Pokemon too. Um, Josie, what about you? I watched a lot of Pokemon show. I played a lot of Pokemon game. Which ones have you played? Do you know? Uh, X, Sun, Sword, Arceus, um, both Poke Park games, which Ugh. are the best video games yes. of all time. We loved Poke Park. Uh, Pokemon, what's that one? It's like Stadium. Coliseum. Where you're like the cool guy. Yes, Coliseum. Mm-hmm. There is Pokemon Stadium, played... but you're talking about Pokemon Coliseum. Yes, Coliseum. There was Pokemon Rumble on the Wii. Yeah, which, which was wasn't awful, good. but I was obsessed with it for yes. some reason. Yep. then. I think it was free. Uh, yeah, I think so too. And oh, I, I didn't play a lot of the original Pokemon games, and I still haven't. But I want to play the Mystery Dungeon games. Yeah. Okay. At some point. What were you gonna say, Sam? I also got a free game on my Switch called like Pokemon Cafe or something like yeah, that. Yeah, Pokemon Cafe Mix. Yeah, I've played that. I love it. It's just um, bejeweled. Yeah, it's like not like it's like, it's it's like, not candy like crush. a Pokemon game. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> well, so what I'm gonna do here is give us uh yeah, this is, you know, for everyone's benefit, because I think there are probably a lot of people who are like Sam, like never really got into Pokemon as kids, but now as like an adult, like you know what Pokemon is, you know like some of the more iconic Pokemon You've probably seen some of the shows or movies or whatever, um, but you don't know, like, the details. Okay, let's talk about Pokemon. So, with Pokemon... as What is that? <laughs> Josie never heard of that before. Isn't what is that? It's actually Pocket Monsters. <laughs> so, there are, like, three major aspects of Pokemon as a brand. There's Pokemon video games, Pokemon trading card game, and then Pokemon, like, TV and movies, which we're not going to get into the shows or movies or the trading cards because it's, like, almost 20 years. This is, uh, yeah, this is a video game podcast, and it's, like, so much stuff. It would take, like, five episodes probably to get through all of that. So we're not going to. Yeah. Um, I'm also just going to cover, like, the main series games, so no spinoffs. Um, Josie is going to be devastated to hear that I'm not talking about Poke Park, which is... Literally the best, her favorite two games in the world. And I've also they're so good. nothing like Zoo Tycoon, apparently. Yeah, apparently. it's not. Yeah, Josie said... Josie promised us that she would do a Poke Park episode at some point. Yeah, but- I did find Poke Park 2. I've... Still searching for Poke Park 1, but I will replay them and come back. I did play both of those and loved them, and because... The- when did you play them? I don't remember you playing them. I probably played them the same time you did for the first time. 
Just like when we got them. Yeah. Um, They're so good. But they let me fulfill my dream as of playing as a Pokemon. Uh, you like play as a Pokemon animal guy, like in it. And this is something yeah. really embarrassing that I'm going to admit to the world is that when I was a little kid, I used to think like, man, it'd be so awesome if when I die and go to heaven, I get to be a Pokemon. <laughs> That's and I, so real. Like, You're so real you know for that. Little kids, like little girls always want to be a horse. Like you don't want to have yeah. a horse. You want to be a horse. Like Yeah, yeah. Like I had that with Pokemon in general, so... Pokey Park was great. That's okay. I would like get I would actually get sad watching too cute because I wasn't a kitten. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like I would get like emotional as a little child. Yeah, me too. Crazy. I'd be like, man, I can't wait to die so I could be a Pokemon. I know. That's like, real. Up. It's so real. Real quick about too cute. Do you guys remember when you all came to visit me in college and we all watched too cute? Or I think Aaron and I were roommates at the time. Still, um, did we watch too cute? Yeah, we watched too cute. Like in my college dorm, I'm pretty sure. I do not I even not remember this. Was this when we watched Fantasy Island? I think it was because I, I kind of remember this. I'm pretty sure we watched it in the same night. You're torture. Yeah. Okay, wait. If anyone's not familiar, Too Cute was like a, an Animal Planet show. The whole premise was just like, I'm going to someone's house and they have 10 kittens in this house. And then they just did like this weird like nature documentary, but on like 10 kittens that lived in a house. Up. Yeah. yeah. And it would be like, <laughs> little Jimothy is the brave one. And then it'd be like, he's opening his eyes for the first time. It was so time. funny. Rewatching that show recently has showed me that everything is sexist because it's always uh -huh. like, and here is the brave, spunky, funny little brother and his sassy, prissy sister. Uh huh. Like, it's always those like, big sister Jenny is tired of her brother being so crazy all the time. She yeah, just wants him to wild. behave, you know. Anyway. This is a way on out. I will also say for the listeners that Too Cute has nothing to do with Fantasy Island. The we the but we just watched it on the same trip, and Fantasy Island had a character named Doctor Torture. Not in there is nobody else torturing kids with Too Cute. Anyway, back to Pokemon. <laughs> anyway, this is all very relevant. Okay, so every Pokemon game main series game follows the general guidelines of a formula. They all are kind of the same format. So uh, there are exceptions to the rule, but in general, it's kind of this. Sometimes they introduce new mechanics. They introduce new story stuff. And obviously, this kind of evolved into what it is now over time. So some of the earlier games don't have, like, you know, as clearly defined story stuff going on. But still... Yeah. Um, and we are currently in Gen 9, so ninth generation of Pokemon. Right. There are currently, I think, 1,015 Pokemon in the Pokédex. Uh, and originally, there were only 151. So we've exponentially gained Pokemon. Um, okay, so in every game, basically, you start out as an 11-year-old kid... And you live in your little small town and you love Pokemon. And you want to be a Pokemon yeah. trainer. And you want to have all the Pokemon and beat all the gyms. Oh, you don't have to 
Aaron, don't forget, you always have a baddie single mother. Yes, you always have a single mom. She doesn't become a baddie until probably 2014 when she stops being like, when she has pixels. When she has more pixels. Yes. But she is not two dots on the screen. Listen, even in the anime, though, Ash had a single mom. And, like, Mr. She Mime... Daddy. Mr. Mime was, like, his adoptive father. Like, it's it was like, weird. It's, like, it heavily weird. implied that Ash Ketchum's mom is, like, married to dating a Mr. Mime or something. It's Which a Mr. Mime is a Pokemon. Yes. <laughs> a humanoid Pokemon, but still a Pokemon. It's very creepy. You should look up Mr. This Mime a... if you don't know what he looks like. We have gotten on so many tangents already. That's very upsetting, everything you just... Yeah, Google that if you want to. <laughs> Ash Ketchum, Mr. Mime dad. Um, yeah, yeah. Anyway... Yes, you have a single mom. And there's also always a local professor that lives in your town. And they always have a tree name, like Professor Oak, Professor Willow, Professor... Sometimes they're women, right? Like uh, In the yeah, newer yeah. games, yes. Yeah, in some of the later ones. It yeah. kind of took a minute, but yes. But so this local professor always gives you a starter Pokemon. And you get to choose between three Pokemon that are unique to the games. And they're always... You always get to choose one of a fire type, a water type, or a grass type. Um, you also always have a... What? Oh, sorry. Can we talk about how insane it would be? Like, that's basically the equivalent of, like, a 10 or 11-year-old coming to a pet store without their parents. And then the pet store being like, yeah, for sure, you can have this animal. We and also, and also, this <laughs> animal has the equivalent of a flamethrower in its mouth. <laughs> Yeah. Oh yeah, sure. Here you go, kid. This is fine. Um <laughs> Hey, this is Aaron just jumping in to remind you that this episode is sponsored by Mythcraft, a brand new tabletop role-playing game. Uh Matt and I, my husband, played this together and I am going to do a full review of the demo at the end of towards the end of this episode. So stay till then to hear it. Um, but if you are a fan of DD or you're brand new to tabletop role-playing games, Either way, Mythcraft is a great TTRPG. It has super robust character creation, stories that can span decades, and just a super fun, creative, uh, you know, collaborative storytelling approach. And so I'm really excited to tell you guys more about it towards the end of this episode. But if you want to check it out in advance, head to MythcraftRPG.com to learn more or back the Kickstarter. Thanks. So you also true, always have true. always have like a rival from your hometown who's usually a kid. Sometimes it's like your best friend, sometimes it's your worst enemy, but it's also yeah. like an 11-year-old kid. And when you choose your starter Pokemon, your rival will always choose whichever one is strong against your Pokemon. Yeah, it's so messed up. It's so messed so up. In, I can't. in Pokemon, there are type matchups. Um, I won't get into it because there are like, I think there's like 18 types now or something like that. Yeah, there's it's so much. I don't even know all of them off the top of my head. Yeah, there's a ton. And they, they started, they gained over time. So the first few games didn't have as many types. But, uh, you know, it's pretty straightforward. It's grass, water, and fire for your starter. So if I choose a fire type Pokemon, my rival is always going to choose the water type. And the water That's types so rude. in battle are always going to be more effective against my fire type. So that's pretty straightforward. Water like beats fire. Yes, exactly. Water beats fire. Fire beats yeah. grass. Grass beats water. Straightforward. Um, then you set out 
into the world to defeat the eight gym leaders. So there are always eight gyms. Some games do different stuff, but mostly there are eight gyms. Yeah. Uh, and the gyms always have a, a person who is the gym leader. Sometimes they're kids, mostly they're adults. And the gym will be like type theme. So it'll be like, this is an electric type gym. And you have to like beat a bunch of electric type battles and claim the badge for the gym. Uh, once you beat all the gyms, you can then go to Victory Road where there are the Elite Four, which are basically like ultra uber mega good pokemon trainers yeah, and then there's usually the like best coolest yeah trainers in the world yeah and then there's the champion who's like number one um yeah you beat them usually at some point in the game there's some kind of evil organization being nefarious and trying to get pokemon to do nefarious things so if you're familiar with the anime team rocket um and usually they have to realize do that... oh go ahead I didn't, I didn't realize it wasn't always Team Rocket. So Yeah, there's Team Rocket is, like, honestly, like, the least used in the games, I feel like. Team Rocket is technically the most used because it's in two games, and all the other ones are only in one game, right? I guess you just only hear about people talking about literally every other team. Well, so with Team Rocket, uh, they were in the first two sets of games, which we'll get to. They have, like, the least fleshed-out motives, though, out of everyone. Yes, yes. Where, like, in the first few games, it was just kind of like, we're Team Rocket, we like money, and we're using Pokemon to get money. Um, Then, in the later games, the teams will be like, we're Team So-and-so, and our goal is to capture X legendary Pokemon to, you know, do X big plan. So... The teams got a lot more uh, elaborate, and they had much clearer goals in the later games. So Team Rocket is sort of a generic, like, I'm a little evil guy, you know? <laughs> They're long goblins. Like, like Jesse They're and James. goblins. Kidnap <laughs> her children. Like, and are Jesse and James sister and brother, or are they dating? They are not related and it does They're not related. They're not related, and it's unclear whether they're in a romantic relationship most people will agree that that is uh, gay man, lesbian woman solidarity. Yeah, yeah, for sure. They are not heterosexual. That's what I'll say. Um, yeah. But also, yeah, in a way. at some point in the game, there will be a legendary Pokemon of some kind that you can find and get uh, or save from the evil team. Um, again, legendary Pokemon became much more involved in later games. Um but that's essentially it. So let's... Honestly, I feel... Oh, go ahead. ...ethical issues having a legendary Pokemon because it's like, you know, when people are like, I have a lion as a pet. Like, that seems like it should be free in the wild. Well, you know? and you know what's cool, too, is that in Pokemon lore, there are, like, several Pokemon that are legendary that they're like, and this one's God. And you're <laughs> like, oh, that one's God? Well, yeah, because... Like, there is literally God Pokemon and Satan Pokemon, in case anyone was wondering. Yeah. Like, it's awesome. It's crazy. And some of them are, like, fully sentient, right? Like, uh -huh. they just yeah. Yeah. talk and stuff. Which is Mewtwo's kind of whole issue, is that he's like, I wish I wasn't sentient. I wish I was... I wish I felt nothing. He says... <laughs> 
Oh, why? Why did you make me? Why do I have to have thoughts? Please kill me, please. Father, please kill me. I hate having sentience. Yeah. Okay, so... You're too sad see, this, for you. this is what I mean, though. If we tried to get into, like, every aspect of Pokemon lore, it would take a year. There is so, so much going on. So, back to the games. We're only talking about the games. So, what I'm doing now is I'm going to go through each generation of Pokemon... Uh, and tell you about the main series games, who the starters, po the starter Pokemon were, the legendary, the evil team, the region, stuff like that. So, the original games came out uh, in Japan in 1996 as Pocket Monsters Red and Green. Um, and they were released in 1998 in America as Red and Blue. Uh, and Pokemon Green has actually never been released outside of Japan. Um, these both came out on the original Game Boy, and this is Gen 1 of Pokemon. Uh, and this is the Kanto region. Or Kanto yes. region. Uh, I think it's Kanto, maybe. Did we, I don't know, have it in there where they, where we already talked about the, um, the town themes? I want to talk about the town themes, because doesn't each, each town has a theme song? Yeah, so every town that you go to in the Pokemon games has, like, a weird little theme song that plays on your adventure. So you'll go into, like, Lavender Town, and it's, like, the most horrible, eerie music you've ever heard in your life. Yeah, that yeah. sounds epic. I wish that was real, and, like, where you go into... I'm Welcome to Phoenix, it. Arizona. Yeah. <laughs> Why is that the Phoenix? That's, like, too jazzy for Phoenix. Phoenix jazz vibes. <laughs> Anyway. Anyway. So, yes, Gen 1, this is the Kanto or Kanto region, probably depending where you're from. And this is the original iteration of a Pokemon video game. Uh, the three starters are pretty iconic. We have Charmander, who's like a fire lizard. Bulbasaur, who is sort of like a turtle guy, lizard guy with a flower bulb on his back. And Squirtle. Which is like a blue turtle. Um, and the legendary in these games was Mewtwo, and he was just like a secret hidden boss. And Team Rocket was the evil team. So, with Pokemon games, they always come out in pairs. So, you'll see this is Pokemon Red and Blue. They always come out together, and you always have to purchase them separately. Um, and as we get into further games, there will start to be, like, really noticeable differences in the two games. The earlier games, uh, they're pretty similar, but there are differences where it's like, if you buy red, there will be, you know, these ten Pokemon in the game that are not in blue, and vice versa for different Pokemon, stuff like that. Uh, and slightly different Is that a grab? Do you think that's why they do that? Yeah. Yep. End of sentence. Of any, I can't think of any other reason why they would. I mean, it's cool. Like it's an interesting thing, and no other games are really like that, right? That I can think. And of. it is a different experience, but they're not different enough that it's worth getting both. Obviously, for the older games, maybe because games weren't coming out at the same rate that they are now. But still, uh, yeah, not. It, it, I don't know. Um, and then there's also a tradition that started with this first set of games is that the first two will come out and then about a year or two later a third sort of combo sequel will come out so 
uh, this was Pokemon Yellow, and it basically follows the same story, but will be like a slightly enhanced version of the first two games, sort of like they were combined, um, and be slightly different and have different legendaries and stuff. But uh, Pokemon Yellow came out in 1999, and the only option for a starter was Pikachu. So this is Pikachu's starter debut. That's Gen 1. Yes. Gen 2. Uh, Pokemon Gold and Silver came out for the Game Boy Color in 2000. I'm also going to be using the United States release dates instead of the Japanese ones. For most of the earlier games, there's about a year difference um, where, like, if this one came out in 2000, it probably came out during 1999 in Japan. Um, but we're American, so we're going to do the American version. Um so Pokemon Gold and Silver came out on the Game Boy Color, and this is the Johto region. So we have this is like this is like Nintendo. Like there was an a DS, and then there was a different DS, right? Like, uh -huh. So this is like so, a Game Boy and a different Game Boy. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. What was the different DS? There was like a there's a 3DS, 3DS or something. 3DS, yes. So there's also another Game Boy model that we'll get to, um, but this was for the Game Boy Color, um, and it's the Johto region, so there are new regions for every uh, generation. And in this game, you could actually go back to the Kanto region, but mostly it was the Johto region. Uh, the starters for this were Chikorita, Cyndaquil, and Totodile. So Chikorita... So yeah, Chikorita is... Yeah, this, this region has some of my favorite starters. I don't love Totodile, but the other two are everything to so me. So people hate Chikorita. She is like... Really? People's least favorite Pokemon. She's so cute. She looks like a lima bean. Um, she's cute. I love her, but Chikorita yeah, Chikorita is awesome. Chikorita's the grass type starter. She kind of looks like a little lima bean with a leaf on her head and a cute little face. Um, is Cyndaquil so is sort of like I love Cyndaquil. Cyndaquil is one of my favorite starters. He's like I think. Oh, go ahead. I have sorry. I was just saying I have like two or three favorite starters, and he is one of them. Yeah, so Cyndaquil is sort of like a an armadillo almost with like he's like, fire. He's like a little ant eater too. Yeah, so he's kind of like a little guy with fire shooting out of his back, and he is the fire star. He, he's so cute. And Totodile's eyes are closed. Yeah, and he always has his eyes closed like he's smiling. And then Totodile is a tiny blue alligator or crocodile, probably more likely because this yeah, is yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so the legendaries in these games were Lugia and Ho-Oh. Um, of that TikTok sound, it's like, it make a wife out of a ho oh Yes. <laughs> yeah, I know. I always thought those with Ho-Oh on there. Yes. Like Ho-Oh. Um, so wait, the I'm sorry, the legendaries in Gen 1 are the birds, right? Uh-huh. So Ho-Oh okay, Yeah, Lugia is like a weird flying thing and Ho-Oh is like a Fire yeah, Lugia is like it is like water, water creature. I know. Yeah. Um, it's like a dragon, sort of. I like Lugia. She's cool. You mean in Gen? You said in Gen One. You meant Gen Two, because Gen One was Mewtwo. I thought. Yes. Sorry. This is Gen Two. Gen One just had Mewtwo. Well, I mean, what region? Wait, I thought that the three birds were. Oh yeah, like that didn't come. Uh, um. Uno dos tres, uh, Moltres, oh, Moltres, and Articuno. 
Yes, yes. Yeah, they probably are genuine. I don't know where I think they are on the wikis that I was reading, but what? They're, aren't they the ones that the Pokemon Go teams are made off of? Uh-huh. Yes, yeah, so the Pokemon Go legendaries are Gen 1, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that's right. plays it. I'm not Googling it. Nobody can stop me. Um, Same. And then, so after Pokemon Gold and Silver uh, came out in 2000, we had another sort of combo trombo situation with Pokemon Crystal. Came out in 2001. Uh, and this was the first game that allowed you to choose your gender, a.k.a. you could choose to play as a girl if you wanted to. Yeah. In the first two slash four games, you just are a boy by default. Um, Those are boy games. And Only boy play them. This generation actually had three other legendaries. It had Raikou, Entei, and Suicune. Um, I'm including they're that They're the because... wolves inside of you. Yeah, they're just dogs. Big dogs. I love them. I just like all the legendaries. I'm not going to lie. Like, yeah. they're the three wolves that live inside of you. Um, I don't know. Yeah. It's two like... wolves inside you, but this time it's three. <laughs> but this time it's three, and they're big elemental Pokemon dogs. Um, for this point forward, there are usually multiple legendaries in a game. Like, yeah. there are like two main legendaries in most games, and then there will be like three or four side legendaries. From this point forward, yeah. I'm only covering the main ones, so sorry. Yes. And it's weird. They get into things where it's like there are Pokemon that are kind of legendaries, but uh-huh. not full legendaries. It's a lot. I don't fully know the nuances of it, so yeah, we'll just talk. Yeah, I guess we're just going to talk about the main ones. Um, so with Pokemon Gen 3, we have Ruby and Sapphire for the Game Boy Advance. Um, they came out in 2003, and this is the Hoenn region. Um... So our starters are Trico, Torchic, and Mudkip. Um, Torchic is cute. Torchic is cute. Oh, I like Mudkip these ones. Mudkip is so cute. I really like these ones. I like all of them. They're not my favorites, but I like them. Yeah, I like these ones a lot. So Trico is uh, sort of like a lizard-tree-frog combination, and he is obviously grass. Torchic is a fire chicken obviously it's so cute yeah it's like a little chicky so all of the starter pokemon i should mention always have uh a three evolution line so they start as one thing they evolve into a middle evolution and then they evolve into their final form yes Um, which so they always they almost always look like little babies they just typically look like little babies when you first get them yeah i will say that this generation has some really good final evolutions for these guys. That's uh, like that's a Blaziken. I fully disagree. And what's the Trico one? I don't remember their names because I hate these ones. Sep, what? I think they're. I love how they start and I hate how they end up. Any Septile is final. Anyway, Mudkip. I think they're just cool. They look emo and awesome, and I appreciate (laughs) that. Mudkip is the worst one. Mudkip is... Mudkip's final evolution is the worst one, but he's really cute, as he is. Mudkip is sort of like a cross between, like, a beaver and a tadpole, uh, and he's blue, and he has orange cheeks, and he is a water type. Um, He's really cute. So, in Gen 3, we get uh, a big difference between the two games where the legendaries are now different in each game. So in Ruby, the legendary was yeah. Groudon, and in Sapphire, it was Kyogre. Um, and then also the teams are different in this one, but this doesn't really stick. Uh, team Magma was the evil team in Ruby, and Team Aqua is in Sapphire. And then the sort of 
combo spin-off game is Pokemon Emerald, came out in 2005, also for the Game Boy Advance, and that introduced Rayquaza as the legendary. Rayquaza is lit. Just big flying snake. Um, it's awesome. So in 2005, we also saw our first remakes uh, that will become a trend is they took the original red and green um, and they released fire red and leaf green. Like not just remasters, but remakes where it follows sort of the same yeah. story. Um, but all the graphics and stuff are redone and for a new console. That's Gen 3. Gen 4. We Turtwig. We have Turtwig. Uh, we moved to the DS um, and we have Diamond and Pearl. They came out in 2007 and this introduces the Sinnoh region. So the starters are... Uh, sorry, go ahead. This is a Steven, this is a Steven Universe edition. What? Diamond and Pearl. It's not oh, because there's gems. They've all... We just talked about Ruby and Sapphire and you didn't say that. Oh my gosh. Me and bro. Okay. So right. I just you're so big. Like this is like the third. Yeah, we had gold and silver, which are precious metals. Then we had ruby and sapphire. Steven Universe. Ruby and sapphire. You're right. And emerald on that one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You right. You right. You're crazy. You're crazy. <laughs> you crazy. You're actually insane. All right. Now well, I just think it because people ship pink, diamond, and pearl. That's why. I... Okay, but uh, ruby and sapphire are literally, yeah, they're literally <laughs> married. I'm... Yeah. No, I'm the pearl. Big universe man around. I I love this. this. Is maybe our most chaotic episode ever. So <laughs> Diamond and Pearl came out on the DS in 2007, and this introduced the Sinnoh region. Uh, we have our starters: Turtwig. <laughs> I can't say it normal Turtwig. Turtwig, Chimchar, and Piplup. Uh, so Turtwig, I can't say it normal anymore. You broke Turtwig. Is is like a pretty standard like tortoise. Uh, these three actually all look like real life animals, basically. So, Turtwig. In my humble opinion, this is the worst starter line ever. This, anyways, is so I was eight years old when this came out. So this was pretty much like right around the time I was aware of yeah. Pokemon, and so I was really into Piplup when I was a kid. I remember you being a huge Piplup fan. I really liked Piplup. Um, but Turtwig is like a tortoise with a leaf on his head. He's a grass type. Chimchar is like a little fire monkey. And Piplup is a blue penguin. Like, yep. just basically a awesome. cartoon penguin. Um, so then we have the legendaries are Palkia in Pearl and Dialga in Diamond. And then they got rid of the team differences for games. And so now we just have one team across both games. It's Team Galactic. And then the... Combat... They're crazy. There's some of these teams were, like, actually, actually trying to end the world. This is the teams I wanted to end the world. Yeah. Wild stuff. Um, And then Pokemon yeah. Platinum came out in 2009. And the legendary was Giratina. Which this is in, in the Pokemon universe. Does it look like a giraffe? Nope, it's a giant centipede. It's like a big, ugly centipede. It's pretty horrifying. Yeah, Garatina is the Satan of the Pokemon world, in case anyone was wondering. Sort of, yeah. And you can have him in Pokemon Go. I do. Yeah, he's awesome. Um, And then 2010, uh, we got remakes of Gold and Silver for the DS, which were Heart Gold and Soul Silver. Okay, Gen 5. Yes. We have Pokemon Black and White. They came out for the DS in 2011, and this is the Unova region. 
And I know I have a soft spot in my heart for these three. I'm sure Josie does too, because these starters are also yeah. Oogie Park too, I think. Yes. And yeah, Snivy is my favorite starter I ever. I really oh. like Snivy. So we have Snivy, Tepig, and Oshawott. Um, so Snivy is, again, like a little grass lizard. Uh, and she's snooty because yes. she's snivy. She's very sassy. Yes. Uh, we have Tepig, who is a little fire pig, and he's really cute. He is very cute. Oshawott looks like sort of a sea otter with, like, a shell on his belly. And he's blue, yes. and he's a water type. And, um, they're cute. And then in white, the legendary is Zekrom. And in black, it's Reshiram. And the yeah. evil team in these games is Team Plasma. And then this one was weird. They just came out with they came out with two spin-off games, but it was just called Pokemon Black 2 and Pokemon White 2 in 2012. Yes. And they were just sort of like enhanced versions. They didn't really introduce like a new legendary or anything. So Yeah, and I started I have a weird history with Pokemon. It was like the reason I started drawing and stuff like that. True. And I was like weirdly popular on Pokemon Instagram. Yeah, we yeah, the like, I remember yeah, it was weird. I had like 4,000 followers on my Pokemon fan account. True. But I do remember Unova was a very controversial region. Yeah, it was. Because it, really it was, was kind of the transition period into the new gen. Yeah. and It was weird. And since it was uh, on, it, it was sort of a different art style and kind of more yes. 3D. And so a little bit more modernized. Yeah. yeah, people were, it was a weird reception for sure. Um, but moving on to Gen 6, this is probably my least favorite generation. Uh, we have Pokemon... I love that little frog guy. <laughs> so we yeah. Pokemon X and Y came out for the 3DS in 2013. They're all colors, basically, except for just now X and Y. Like Yeah, well, so basically, they've all been... Yeah, they just so, have to be like opposites quotation mark is what the games are trying to go for. So yeah, this is definitely the biggest like break from the formula though, because it's been colors or it's been like a precious metal or a yes. gem. So X and Y were very weird, but this kind of continues, so you'll see. Um came out in yeah. 2013 for the 3DS, and this is the Kalos region. Um, and the starters are Chespin, Fennekin, and Froki. So Chespin had Oh, sorry. And you go to the other regions in each new game? Like, no. I want no. To... So, no. no. You can only stay in the in the region that the game is for. Like, it's sort of like they're, like, different continents almost. Okay. Like, yeah. our, we can be like, oh, well, this, uh, you know, there are animals that are in the U.S. Like, you go somewhere, you go to a zoo, and it's like, oh, this is an African lion. But, like... Okay. And I'm assuming in the show, I know we're not talking about the show, but they go probably two regions in the games in the yes. show. Uh-huh. Right. Correct. Yes. Because I'm not it's in like, the show. I've seen some of the show and they are always like in some new random place. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So we right. have, no, you're fine. So Chespin, Fennekin, and Froki are our starters. Uh, Chespin is sort of like a little like beaver otter combo with like a little green hood on. Uh, and... Fennekin is looks like a littlest pet shop fox with <laughs> so cute. big orange. Top. I really like all of these starters, oh, honestly. And Fennekin obviously looks like a fennec fox, really big ears. Yeah. It's like a desert fox. And then Froki is like a blue frog with like a cloud thing on his neck. 
Yeah, I hate all three of these. I think they. <laughs> I know you don't like this region, but this region was my first main main game that I ever played. I thought so. You... It does hold a very special place in my heart. What did I thought you said that? Now maybe I just missed. No, X was the first Pokemon main, at least main game I ever played, and I love all of them. I think they all have really good final evolutions. I, I do like good final I evolutions. This, I think that. This is, like, the most underrated region, mostly just because it has a special place in my heart. Because it's my first Pokemon game, and I loved it, and I really like the music in this game, too. Uh, yeah, so in in X, we have the legendary Xerneas, and then Evil Tall in Y. Uh, both terrible to say. Yes. And then the evil they're team. cool as free. The evil team for this is Team Flare. And then I do not remember them. It's like the guy with the red hair. Yeah, he, he looks, looks like, like a lion. lion. Mm-hmm. He's the only thing I remember from that game yep. of Team Player. The same. And then they were not exciting as a villain. Uh, I don't know. Uh, and then the remakes that came out during this generation were Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire came out in 2014. Yes. Uh, so then Pokemon Gen 7. Uh, we have Sun and Moon came out. So, yeah, now you can see they've really left the formula behind. They did X and Y. Now we have Sun and Moon. Like, it's just totally... Like, now it's just opposites. We don't have to do the colors yes. and gems or whatever. Um, this came out for the 3DS in 2016, and this was the Alola region. And the Alola region was a huge deal because this introduced regional variants. So, yeah, there were Pokemon, right. like... Uh, What's the fox's name? Ninetales? What's the... Ninetales, uh... Whatever. Vulpix. Vulpix. Vulpix, yeah, And Ponyta. Yeah, so... They all had Alolan versions. Yeah, so there were Pokemon that already existed, and they're usually from, like, Gen 1 or 2. They would have an Alolan version, where it's the same idea, but they could be a different type, and they looked very different. So it was, like, the same species, but a different style, basically. Um, Yeah. Yeah, which they've continued. So in the newer games after this, in Gen yeah. 8 and 9, there have been uh, variation, variants as well. Um, so the starters for these were Rowlet, Poplio, and Litten. Um, and Sam... Litten! Sam, that's I... That's the funniest name. Sam, you will know Litten from uh, Super Smash Bros. Because Litten evolves into Incineroar. Horrifying. Yeah. Horrifying. Cat. It's gross. Yeah. Incineroar is the worst Pokemon ever. Litten is so cute, and I'm so mad that they did that to him. Yeah, so Rowlet is like a tiny little brown owl with like a leaf bow tie, and he is grass type. And Poplio is like a seal, like a blue seal. Water type. Yeah. Yeah. And then Litten is just like a little black cat with red stripes, and that's fire. Um, and then the legendaries were Sol Solgaleo. I never know how to say it. Solgaleo in Sun, and then Lunala in Moon. And the evil team in this game was Team Skull. And then uh, I do remember them. We had Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon came out in 2017. So now it's also two remakes versus just one. And it introduced Necrozma as the legendary. And none of these are memorable yeah. at all. 
Uh, Lunala is the only one that I like. Lunala, I literally like a big moan. I didn't even recognize Lunala when I looked up a picture of her like an hour ago. I did not recognize, I just looked up Necrozma. I've never seen that thing in my life. I know, and I don't think this generation was like crazy successful. Uh, This was a a very weak generation, in my opinion. Rowlet was the only one with a good evolution. And then in 2018, we got some more remakes with Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee. Yeah. Remakes of uh, like red and blue, um, but introduced a different mechanic. They came out on the Switch where you didn't get to choose a starter Pokemon and you didn't battle Pokemon in the wild. You just caught them like in Pokemon Go. And it was incredibly boring. It was like maybe the worst Pokemon game ever made. Um, yeah. And you get to dress up your Eevee. Yeah, you do get to put stuff on like hats on your Eevee. Or Pikachu. I had Let's Go Eevee and I didn't finish it because I was very sad. Um, So Pokemon Gen 8 was the first generation to be like on the Switch. Um, And it was Pokemon Sword and Shield. So that came out in 2019. uh, And this is the Galar region. Uh, And our starters are Grookey, Scorbunny, and Sobble. Um, Grookey is like a little grass monkey. He's green. Uh, very silly. Score bunny is like a little uh, bipedal bunny with like red tips on his ears and feet. And then Sobble is like a little crying sad lizard chameleon. Yeah. And he's blue and that's he's water. Funny. And so our legendaries are Zacian and Sword and Zamazenta in Shield. And Horrible team- names. I've always thought those names were so bad. The team in this game was Team Yell. All terrible. Yeah, they were really (laughs) weird. And their whole goal was just like, we're going to yell a lot. (laughs) They were really struggling with names on this one. Team Yell. Team Yell is hilarious. I was just saying, that's hilarious. And their vibe was like pretty equal in the game as well. Like they were like maybe the least evil team in the history. Yeah, they were like, weren't they? Were they the ones that were just like kind of goth? Yeah, they're just kind of emo and they hate organized. Yeah, sports. they were just like gospel. <laughs> it was funny. Please say relatable. Me going outside <laughs> like the Super Bowl and being like, this is dumb. Yeah, they were funny. Um, and then we got remakes I, in. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was just gonna say the legendaries in this game are literally just wolves. One of them has a shield and the other one has a sword in its mouth. Uh-huh. <laughs> I. It hate them i hate these legendaries so much it's just like big dogs with a sword or a shield uh so in it's 2000 so stupid in 2018 we got uh remakes on the switch brilliant diamond and shining pearl and then we had a sort of break in the formula so in 2022 uh Pokemon Legends Arceus came out and it's not technically part of a specific generation it came out on the switch um, and it totally changed uh, the formula and the approach to Pokemon games um, where you basically are accidentally, you're a modern kid, you're accidentally sent back in time to before people tamed Pokemon and you basically encounter like old school ancient Pokemon in this old Pokemon world and you help these researchers learn about Pokemon for the first time uh, and you're there for like when these people create the first prototype of the uh, Pokeball and stuff like that, and it's yes. it's an open world system which is new to Pokemon. Uh, that's not really been the case before, and it had a sort of new combat system where Pokemon are all like walking around in this overworld, mm-hmm. and 
Uh, well, they did that with Sword and Shield. Well, too. but typically, so the Pokemon are walking around in older games like Sword and Shield. But when you step on a Pokemon, you run into them. You would get instanced into a combat. Uh, so I'm sorry. Instancing just means like it takes you out of the main world of the game and puts you in like a tiny version of the world where like everything yeah. else pauses in the game to put you in this little combat arena. Where in uh, Legends Arceus that didn't happen. So like if you're walking around and you're next standing next to a tree and you run into a Pokemon, like a little you know a little Pikachu. That Pikachu fights you right then and there, and everything that's happening in the world around you continues to happen. So, like, and if, yeah, other Pokemon, so other funny, wild Pokemon can join in and help beat you up, and <laughs> and they will beat the crap out of you personally, not your Pokemon, you. Uh huh. So you can fight them with Pokemon in the wild, but like, if your Pokemon faints in a battle, normally in older games yeah. the battle just ends and you lose. In this game, though, you can be fighting, like, a legendary enraged Pokemon and all your Pokemon faint, and then they come for your neck. They it's will crazy. murder you. So crazy. And sometimes you just die in a field. And, like, somebody has to be like, hey, I found you, you know. Yeah, it's crazy. You can also, this is one of my favorite parts of this game. There is fall damage in this game. Yes, and you can't fall off of cliffs. You cannot jump off of cliffs. <laughs> Uh, so it was just a whole new version of Pokemon, and people really enjoyed this new approach. Uh, it seems like probably they will do this more in the future. Uh, and then for this game, there were three starters that were all actually from different generations, which was interesting. So we had Rowlet, who's the little owl that we mentioned. Cyndaquil, who was like the little armadillo anteater with yeah, fire Yeah, my, my baby. And then Oshawott, Oshawott the sea otter uh, water type. And I don't want you all to know that that was a painful choice for me because I love all of them. Oh, I chose Also, Rowlet. can I can can I bring something up about the last game? Yeah. So Arceus, I don't think you mentioned him. Arceus is another Sinnoh legendary with Giratina, the Satan Pokemon. Arceus is essentially the god version. Yeah. So, yeah, Arceus. That's why the game is called Legends Arceus because Arceus is like the ultimate first pokemon for the yeah game. basically like the first pokemon so then yes. finally we have gen 9 which just came out pretty recently so uh it came out at the end of 2022 for the switch we have scarlet and violet uh and this is the paldea region so we have the three newest starters we have quaxley fue coco and sprigatito um and i actually really like two out of three of these I also like two out of three of these. Which one don't you like? Quaxley. Okay, that's me too. So Quaxley is like it's a little... Uggo. Quaxley's a little duck that has like a blue pompadour hairstyle. It's weird. I can't. He's and, uggo. And so the, these are all Spanish inspired. So every region is inspired by like either a region of Japan or like another region of the world. This one happens to be Spanish. Um, Fue Coco is like a little pepper alligator. And he's fire. Look like at apple peppers. Yeah, and then Sprigatito is yeah. a little uh, green leaf cat um, with the weed on its face. A little bit, yeah. And then the legendaries uh, in Scarlet, it was Coridon, and and then in Violet, it's Miridon. And uh, Team Star is the evil team in these games. And as of right now, this is the latest Pokemon game that's yeah. Out. It's only been out for, you know, 
like six months. Yeah. And a lot of people think that this will probably be the final Pokemon game to come out on the Switch as it exists now. Because a lot of speculation... Understandable. Yeah, a lot of speculation is that Nintendo is probably going to announce the Switch 2 very soon. Uh, The Switch 2! But that's all unfounded. Anyway, that's the full timeline of Pokemon main series video games. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. Right. Sorry if I was talking too much. I, like, I'm obsessed with Pokemon and I'm trying to be normal about it. So... (laughs) You're fired a lot about Pokemon. Yeah. How many of those Pokemon do you think you recognized, Sam? Um, I don't know, like three. I mean, I definitely recognized the first three. So sure, sure. Yeah. I don't know. Probably like three others besides. Wow. That. That's funny. Well, actually, these are starters. I did recognize the most recent three because of Okay, sure. You've seen them on like social media and stuff recently. Yeah. yeah for sure. But but the rest of them, I'd only seen a couple of them. Yeah, I'm just I don't know. I've never I've it's not that I've I have tried them and disliked them. I've just never really tried them. Yeah. So I don't know. I've been like, is it for is it farming? No. All right, not interested. <laughs> hey, this is Aaron jumping in one more time to give you a quick review of the brand new tabletop role-playing game, Mythcraft. Um, Me and my husband, Matt, and some friends were lucky enough to get to try the demo of this game, and it was so much fun. So I played as Area Stormblood, spelled just like Aaron, but with an A at the end, and I was a human berserker. Um, And I have a super dark backstory uh, where I have a temper that gets out of control, and I may or may not have hurt some people some bad people when my temperature, my temperature, my temper got out of control. And Matt played as Avery Gray, who is a human rogue, and his parents went missing at sea, and his uncle taught him how to be the little shadow, and he was, you know, super sneaky and can pickpocket. Um, It was super fun. Um, And you play in this incredible world that is called Ansara, is how I was pronouncing it, um, in the Age of Awakening, where this great rift has opened in the sky, and you can see spooky stuff happening in the sky, and and this world is just, you know, things are happening, magical things, and and nobody's really sure what's going on. Um, It was so much fun, and we really enjoyed it. And with Mythcraft, it had, like, some of the most robust character creation that I've ever encountered in... I mean, any game, especially a tabletop game, where there are 11 classes, 14 lineages, 23 backgrounds, occupations, and professions. And then there are like these talent point mechanics. There's tons of spells. There was a super fun uh, luck mechanic. And then the combat has this action point system that's very different from like D&D 5e. And this setting of the world can actually span like 15,000 years. So our game, you know, just the demo ended up taking, you know, several years of our characters' lives. But uh, I think if you did a full campaign, you could go decades and decades, maybe even, you know, generations. Um, it was super cool, really easy to customize. And, and that's something that they really talk about is being able to, uh, you know, easily brew your own stories because Mythcraft makes it simple to you know, follow these mechanics, but also create your own stories. And so if you are someone who's played a lot of D&D 5e like us, and you have tried other tabletop RPGs, and you're always looking for the perfect, you know, maybe you're a little bit sick of the 5e mechanics, and you want something that is new and interesting. I loved Mythcraft. I think it's perfect. 
Uh, we've tried other tabletop RPGs. I will not say which ones, but that we didn't enjoy the mechanics. They're either too simple or too complicated. And Mythcraft strikes that perfect balance. It was so, so much fun. And Mythcraft is on Kickstarter right now. It's created by the Homebrew Network and Quasi Real Publishing. And if you go to MythcraftRPG.com, you can see like all of this information and more and images and this beautiful trailer. And you can back the project if you'd like to. Um, but it's basically got 25 more days until it's live. So you'll have to check it out and get in early so that you can try it the day it's available. Back to the show. Thanks. <laughs> well, so let's jump into our ending section. Um, I have to tell you guys what I'm playing right now. So I'm playing Persona 5 Royal right now. I'm absolutely obsessed with it. It's incredible. You're like a little magical spy and you have best friends and you're in high school and you do heists and you have power and it's really fun. Yeah. What are you guys playing right now? What am I playing? Nothing. I've been like on a horrible agonizing hunt for Smash Bros. Brawl and Poke Park 1 that I haven't even sat down and played the other games I found. <laughs> so love it hopefully one of those soon i just got the end credits yesterday for wildflowers exciting yeah i got the end credits but they do have like they've added some updates so there's still like a couple more quests that i have to do and i am probably gonna finish those before i move on to a different game so nice. i don't know someone in our discord just recommended coral island to me which i have been excited about and they said that even um even with it being in early access, it's still really good. So maybe I'll do that one. Next. Yeah. Yeah, I tried Coral Island a little bit and it was pretty fun. So yeah, I oh, I did forget. I did start Subnautica and I started crying and had a panic attack. So I stopped playing. It cool. Because that was not scary. Water stuff. Yeah, it's so scary. But if I'm doing we have a multiplayer mod that I'm playing with my friends. So hopefully that'll help me not pee myself when I play it. Nice. Okay. Oh, yeah. Well, if you want to join the Discord, that's in our bio. If you want to follow us on Instagram, that's in the bio episode bio episode description. And if you want to see our merch, that's fakegamergirls.com. And if you want to tell us what you're playing, I promise that we'll read the entry soon. And that's it. Yeah. Stay cool, gamers. Stay cool, gamers. Bye. Bye.